Well, hey, everybody, I'm here with our Director of Technical Ministries, Tyler Wilhoyt, and we're going to get to know him a little bit better, hear about his heart for technical ministry, maybe get a little inside scoop into technical ministry at First Free. So, Tyler, thanks very much for joining me. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I know people uh, like to kind of get to meet the the man behind the role, and you do a lot for us at First Free. You handle um, many, many different things, which we'll probably get into a little bit later. But before we do that, maybe you could just share a little bit about how you got involved in technical ministry to begin with. What was it that first piqued your interest, and uh, why have you made it such a, a central point of your life? Yeah, uh, so it all started probably when I was like... 10 or 11 years old, give or take, um, at a church where our youth uh, leader actually asked me, he goes, hey, I'm in a pinch. Can you help run PowerPoint? And it was literally a laptop sitting on the front pew with a long VGA cable uh, to a projector hitting the wall and uh, never messed with it, never touched it. Uh, And he just said, hey, I trust you. Can you just hit the, you know, arrow and follow along wherever we go? Uh, and that was kind of the very introductory start that kind of got me hooked. It was uh, just somebody asking, somebody showing that there was a need, and then me being able to step into that. Uh, fast forward six days from there, they didn't have somebody running audio the next Sunday. And he asked me to just jump on the soundboard and run audio for you know their choir, worship team, and everything. So uh, I got thrown into the fire very quickly, uh, which surprisingly didn't deter me, but uh, just kind of caught me uh, on fire even more to learn and grow and just uh, excel as much as I could to be able to learn all the areas uh, of what this technical world looks like in the church. Because um, up until that point, I had no idea. You know, I didn't know what went into making it happen, didn't know how to do any of it. Uh, but he took me under his wing, taught me a lot, and uh, we got to serve a lot alongside each other through the church, through mission trips, uh, which got me into ministry and just how that can be used in the church, out of the church, uh, which has kind of fueled me for my life as well. That's amazing. So much of our growth happens when there's some kind of a need and we have an opportunity to fill it. And for some people, they they try and it's not a good fit for them. For you, your gifting matched with the need pretty well. And so you just kind of dove into it head first. Uh, where did you go from there? How did you continue to develop and get to the point where you went from, I want to be a volunteer doing this with my church as a teenager to, okay, now this is actually a, a career and I'm going to do this as an adult for my job. Yeah, it it never really occurred to me that I could do it as a career path through middle school, high school. Um, I was involved in all kinds of audio and, and lighting and stuff like that for my high school group. They had a choral group for sports games, uh, for my brother's sports teams in the church. So I got a wide kind of experience with how AVL in general could be used uh, just in a bunch of different scopes. So it was it was a fun hobby. It was a passion. But I never saw it as a career path. Uh, So I actually started my college career for business management and information systems. So I was going into IT, um, something in that field. And then God kind of impressed on my heart that I should focus somehow on missions, um, whether that's in country or out of country, um, and using that IT knowledge. And the technical side didn't really come out in college as much. There weren't as many opportunities to get involved with everything else going on. But as I neared the end of college, uh, an opportunity presented itself to work at a church, bringing both of those passions together, doing IT and the AVL technical side of stuff. Uh, And so I said, you know what, 
never really thought about that as a career path, but let's give it a shot. And it was just amazing. Um, I thought you'd be doing a whole lot of it, but that's only part of the picture. Uh, the, the leadership aspect, the discipleship aspect just kind of exploded, getting to build relationships with people who, like you said, are behind the scenes. You know, people don't see them unless something goes wrong. Uh, and then there needs to be encouragement and, and, you know, growth from that. So it's been a whole lot of different pieces uh, to make up the big puzzle. It wasn't just one singular path or direction, but uh, definitely lots of steps that God has put you know, in front of me to, to be able to get to this place. Well, we're very thankful that he brought you to this place because you have done a number of things to improve our church technically in all sorts of ways, both on the, people may not realize, but the behind the scenes um, elements of our technology has changed in, entirely just about 100% over the last few years that you've been here from our, our internet service being so much better. I remember when I first came here, it was a constant issue and complaint from people that the internet was so bad. And it seems like those complaints are, are pretty much gone. We've got ubiquitous Wi-Fi throughout the, the building that's everywhere now and uh, and really good. You've got fail-safes, fallover, you know, fail, failovers, fail-safes. You've got fail-safes there uh, for... Uh, in case a connection goes down, you've got backups, you've got dedicated staff things. But then on the, the other side, you mentioned AVL. Tell people what that stands for. So AVL is just the abbreviation for audio, video, and lighting. So you call it tech, you call it AVL. They're all the same boat. Yeah, so you've got information technology, which is a lot of the stuff I just mentioned. Oh, not to mention the fact that uh, when you first came here, everybody showed up to every meeting with stacks of papers that they had printed out because no one had laptops. And now that's all changed, which is wonderful to be able to show up to a meeting and everybody can access all the documents and be working on the same things at the same time. It's, it's really incredible. But then on the AVL side, audio, video, and lighting, we've seen so many dramatic improvements from the, the video camera quality to the mixing to the live stream and not a moment too soon because really most of that stuff was fully in place before the pandemic, when all of a sudden a lot of churches were just scrambling to have a better web presence. And thankfully, praise God, a lot of that stuff was already in place. And then over the last year, you and your team have just made it so much better and improved the quality dramatically during that time. And you're still doing a lot to improve the quality, which is really neat to see. You haven't slowed down there. I want to ask you about the uniqueness of working at a church, because you could go work in, and do this kind of thing in a secular field. This is not like other ministry jobs where it's very specific to a church ministry. But tech is an area where you could go work at a lot of different companies and do IT and do audio video lighting. So what are some of the unique aspects about doing this at a church? I think, like I said earlier, it's the relationship with the people you serve alongside. Uh, if you're in the secular world doing this, you can be with a lot of individuals who, you know, maybe they're all in it for themselves. There's not that camaraderie necessarily. There might not be the uh, discipleship element where you get to grow each other in healthy relationships. Um, it could be competitive. And so it's it's very unique to be able to do that in a church where you have understanding and support from other ministry leaders, from volunteers, um, and you're just all working towards one singular purpose. And that's, you know, to bring God glory in whatever you can do and share his message with anybody who comes in contact with what your hands are helping with. Um, so it's, it's a product bigger than ourselves. It's an experience. It's, it's just an, a way that we can give back and follow God's commandment to serve in his church um, using skills that uh, otherwise, you know, could be used outside of that and 
make more money, but you kind of lose some of that impact. I think you don't necessarily have the the impact of working for God and the greater good in that sense, at least for me. Yeah, there's such a great purpose behind it. And one of the things I love about working with you and our, our worship leaders have noted this as well, just the fact that you and your team get it and understand the why behind the worship and the interviews and the preaching and everything we do and, and how all of that is there for a higher purpose. It's not just to put on a show. It's it's there to, number one, glorify God and, and please him. And number two, help others to glorify God and, and help them to learn more about him and you guys always keep that in mind and, and do a great job keeping that at the forefront of what you do so that all of the little issues that come up along the way are kind of kept in perspective, I feel like, very well. I mean, there are always problems. Every week there's always some issue that has to require some troubleshooting and you guys have to figure out how are we going to make this work with whatever went wrong here. But um, all along the way, you don't see a lot of attitudes. You don't see tempers flaring. You don't see frustration because it's just a how do we – get this working again because of the mission, because of what we're here to do, not just because it's a job that, that we're paid to do, um, even though that's important as well. I'd love to hear about your vision for the future of technical ministry. If you think a couple of years from now, what do you hope that it looks like? I, I hope we can grow it. Uh, right now we're a fairly small team for a church this size. I would love to see people coming out from our fusion, from our kids ministry, from our student ministry, from our adult communities, just be able to get plugged in and again, using their talents. I started when I was 10 or 11 with no experience and have grown to doing this as a full-time career. Um, I would love to be able to provide a space where that can be grown, that can be nurtured uh, in, in healthy boundaries. You know, you don't ever want to just throw somebody into the fire like I did, because not everyone's going to come out of that on a positive note. Um, so I want to be able to provide a healthy level of commitment so that there are healthy boundaries and that people can truly enjoy serving uh, without it feeling like a, a begrudging, you know, I have to go every week or every other week and do some task that I'm not really enjoying. And it's it's not for everybody. I get that. We've had people who want to try it out and they say after, you know, a month or so, it's like, yeah, it's not really what I want to. I'm like, great. Where else can we find a spot for you? It's not just, you know, the technical ministry. It's where in the church can you find your place to be your best self, to be able to serve where you are happy, where you're making an impact. Uh, and I think that's important too. So I just wanted to create that space, create that environment, but then also to be able to bring people into it. Because uh, we do want to support lots of events, lots of groups, um, lots of stuff happening all across the church. But we're not able to do that if we're a small team. So it kind of hurts us. And um, we kind of really want to be able to support and be able to help people even more. Uh, I know COVID did launch us into a new era of digital technology. And there are lots of hybrid meetings, lots of stuff that needs some type of technical mindset or presence just to help people through it. And unfortunately, we have to say no uh, a lot of times just because we're short staffed, short on volunteers and um, other areas do have to take priority of if we only have limited people who are serving in the area. Yeah, and that leads to my next question, which is uh, what are the needs that you have? How could people and, and let's not even frame it that way. What are the opportunities that you have <laughs> for people to get involved? Because okay. this really is a fun ministry to serve in. Um, what are the types of things that someone watching this or listening to this right now could say, uh, man, that sounds like fun. I'd love to get into that or at least try it for a month, like you say, and, and maybe mm -hmm. it doesn't work out. That's fine. But what would you tell them? 
Well, like I said, we're in this constant uh, redevelopment phase, if you'll call it that, but we kind of break it into three major categories um, of Kid Connection, Student Ministries, and then Auditorium. And then within there, there are similar opportunities to serve. Um, so you can get involved in doing audio. So in Kid Connection, that looks like one or two microphones right now. They want to grow that to have you know an actual worship team with instruments. In student ministries, it's a small band um, on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. So it's not a huge event, a lot of time and commitment into it, but it's a little bit more advanced. And then there's the auditorium where we have Wednesday night rehearsals. We have Sunday morning services. That's a much bigger team, a much more kind of polished product, if you will say. You can run audio in any of those categories, um, but the position is basically the same. You're helping facilitate microphones, sound, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we use ProPresenter as our computer software. So think of it as like PowerPoint on steroids. That's how we do lyrics and videos. We use that in all three of those areas as well. Um, so it can be simple just to a few slides and videos to a full Sunday morning set with videos and slides and lyrics and, and lower thirds and anything in there. Um, we've got opportunities to do video cameras in most of those areas. Right now, student ministries in the auditorium are recording and live streaming their services. So we've got camera opportunities that you can, as long as you can follow somebody and zoom in and out, it's, it's pretty easy to get caught up to speed on running that. And then we've got video directors, um, as we call them, who are actually sitting behind a big TV screen that can view a feed of all the cameras and be able to kind of call the shots. So as you see things switching on a Sunday morning, changing all the shots, there's a person back in another room watching all the cameras, talking to all the camera guys, uh, giving them coaching and feedback so that you're able to view a lot of different services and not just one camera shot the entire time. And we use those both in student ministries and the auditorium as well. So again, lots of similar positions in different categories of service, depending on your level of comfort, depending on your level of availability, uh, and depending on like the age group that you want to be involved with and work with. And it's a lot of fun. I used to serve in tech ministry a lot back in the day and really, really enjoyed it. It kind of scares people a little bit because they think, well, this is you know something I'm not familiar with and not comfortable with. It's amazing how many people can actually get involved in tech ministry and really love it, even if they don't have a very technical background. How much experience would you say people need to have if they wanna get involved here, or at least try it out? And what kind of training can they expect? I, I would say zero experience. I say, as long as you can get an email and respond to an email, that's about it. We have a very low entry point, uh, but that's the first step is the communication side of things, making sure that we can build those relationships and stay committed and involved. So as long as you can email or text back and forth, that's step one. All the other positions, we can train you and go from zero experience to you own your own company and do this outside and you just want to get plugged in and serve. We're not going to dumb it down for you, but we're not going to overcomplicate it for someone who's never touched a camera or you know run lyrics in a program before. So any, any availability that you have, we would accept and we would be able to train you and take the time one-on-one -on -one to get you familiar with it before ever putting you in an actual service. Yeah, I think that could be a great comfort to people who just aren't sure, hey, is this something I could try out? We really want to work with you to figure out whether this is a good fit for you. And you already have people across the spectrum of experience involved from the the kids who are just getting into this for the first time and they're getting training to the professionals who do own their own company on the side doing IT or doing video or some kind of media and are also volunteering. We've got that full range right now in the ministry, which is really, really cool. And I know one of your hearts is to build the bench and have 
a larger pool of people involved in this because it does a couple of things, right? Not only does it mean we're not relying on any one person too much um, mm-hmm. so that there's always, you know, kind of spreading of the load and no one kind of gets burned out there. But it also means we're equipping and developing people for the future. And you never know when one of our amazing volunteers who we rely on for a lot is going to suddenly get a job in another state and they have to move away. And suddenly we're left with this giant hole to fill. And if we've been proactively developing people for the last few years, then ideally we'll have some people that can step into that role and fill those shoes a little bit. And the best thing is if we've got a team of people that can serve on a rotation. So there's no one person that ever becomes so central to what we're doing that we don't have other people that can pick up the slack when they get sick or when they go on vacation for a couple of weeks or or whatever it is. We want a team for everything. We want to be proactively developing people for each area of ministry. So I guess what I would say with that is just because you see us having positions filled, just because you see us having roaming camera operators and stationary camera operators and sound technicians and video directors and and lighting people and pro presenter people and, and all that stuff, just because you see that, don't think that means there isn't a need. I think sometimes, Tyler, you do yourself a disservice by making everything run so smoothly. I'm not suggesting you change that. However, I do think that sometimes it's easy to look at everything on a Sunday and go, wow, things are run so well, it's so smooth, it looks so great. Um, And they don't realize that there are opportunities and needs behind the scenes for them to get involved with. We certainly try to make it all work as best we can the day of, but there are always challenges, problems, Um, you having to jump in and serve in areas because a volunteer had to call out sick that day. And we don't want that really to happen either, except in rare circumstances. We want to be able to rely on a team of people so that you can stay focused on the big picture. And we have volunteers filling every slot that a volunteer can fill. This is a part of our mandate as a church to equip the believers for the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4 says. So I know that's your heart. That's what we want to see happen in this ministry. I would love to see more people get involved here. So if they want to get involved, where do they go? What do they do? You can go to efree.org slash tech. And there's a little bit of a blurb kind of of all those positions that we talked about, kind of a little blurb about what our values of a technical ministry is. And I, I use that word carefully, technical ministry, not a technical production, not a, you know, IT team, but we are a ministry first and foremost. And what we do glorifies God and is our form of worship, just like someone playing an instrument, just like someone singing, just like someone taking care of kids down in Kid Connection. And uh, yeah, it's got a form there that you can fill out that gives me your name and email and ask a couple questions just because, like I said, we like to have fun. So what's a favorite candy bar or soda and stuff like that so that we get to know you right off the bat. Uh, And then from that point on, we'll start a conversation to meet and have you come observe the systems that you're interested in and then figure out where your level is of training and then get you plugged in when you're comfortable and ready. And I will touch this. Our our heart is that you're not serving more than two times a month. So that's kind of one of those goals as well that we're shooting for is to get enough people who everybody can commit and be serving twice a month. So you can either serve in other areas, get to go to the service, get to worship outside of behind a screen or behind a camera. Um, so it's really important that that's one of our values too, is to make sure that you have healthy boundaries and healthy limits while serving. We don't want to just lock you in where you're there every single time the doors are open. Oh, that's a great point. Hey, Tyler, thanks so much for giving us this deeper look into technical ministry. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.